0: you, but I've come to worship an almighty living God. I said, I don't know about you, but
1: I've come to worship an almighty and living God. The word of God says that our God is not a God of the dead, but the living. I don't know about you, but my God is alive this morning. He's on the throne. He is there to rule this morning, and I am willing and I am ready to look like a fool
0: to worship my God. I am not a... I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. So will you guys just go with me this morning? And when we just start
2: saying Yahweh, we praise you. We worship your name this morning. Come on, let's go back into the <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh, Yahweh. I praise your name. Yahweh, Yahweh. I praise your name. Yahweh, Yahweh. I praise your name. Yahweh, oh I praise your name, Yahweh, Yahweh, I praise your name, Yahweh, Yahweh, oh I praise your name, Yahweh, Yahweh, I praise your name, Yahweh, Yahweh. Sing new songs uh. of praise
1: wait for it, right? Sometimes we want it immediately. Sometimes we think like you didn't hear me because I'm not seeing things move. But I got to tell you about five months ago, I was just up here worshiping and he kept telling me that sons and daughters are coming home. Sons and daughters are coming home. Sons and daughters are coming home. I'm telling you. And last week, if I saw so much last week, we were watching online. And man, I saw it in the baptistry just last week. Sons and daughters yes. coming home, coming home. I mean, like when he says stuff, we don't understand truly what it means, and we think it's like, like that was supposed to happen five months ago. But what he says, "I'm planting a seed, and you need to have faith in that. And you need to listen to me. That I'm going to restore every yes. relationship that's ever been damaged. Yes. I'm going to restore it. I'm going to renew it to be better than Whoa. it ever was. Nothing's too damaged. Nothing's too broken." He says, I love you that much that you just got to trust in me and let me do what only I can do. And I think there's people here today that you need to hear that again. You need to understand that if you have broken relationships, if there's something going on, if you feel like you've lost your sons, your daughters, if they're not, maybe you're not even speaking to them. Maybe, maybe you feel like they're gone, but they're not gone. They're in his arms, right? He's got them. Right? We got to keep believing. I'm telling you, he can restore all that when we trust him and we walk it out and we surrender to him and we obey him. Because he'll tell you to move on some things. And if you actually move on, whew, he'll, he'll, he'll pave a path. He'll, he'll clear the trees. And he says, don't be fearful of anything. Don't be fearful of anything. You just go do it. The hand. That's the God we serve, and he answers those calls. Stop, stop, stop. He answers those calls. Nothing is too far gone. Stop, stop. So last week was so powerful when I was just up here. We were worshiping, and he kept telling me that people need to hear that again because there's proof in this house. I look around, and I see sons, and I see daughters, and I see stories and testimonies. Man. Mm. I see my own daughter. Woo! <laughs> He can heal anything he can fix it all and there'll be joy and there'll be peace in it because we serve a good good father and he just he just wants to see us happy he really does he loves us that much It's how fitting on father's day that that i look around and i see a bunch of dads and i see kids and i see stories I know a lot of stories in this room. I see them everywhere. And I'm, man, so good. He's so good. Mm. I'm kind of just taken right now. So just give me a moment. Mm. Couldn't ask for a better Father's Day. So that's my prayer for you today. We got lots to do, but if you feel like something's been broken or damaged or cracked, he said, man, I'll mend that thing back together. I'll get it so good, so polished up. It'll be stronger than it ever was. You just can't give up on it. You got to trust in it. You just got to move in it. I mean, I'm even hearing right now, it's not even just sons and daughters. This is relationships. This is marriage. This is anything like that. He says, I'll restore it. Don't give up. Hang on to that. Come on. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I know you're reading the hearts in this room. Don't make me do it. I know you are, Lord. You're reading the hearts and minds right now. So I just ask you, if that's you, just surrender that to him. Just where you're at. You, you don't have to do anything. you got to raise your hand. I just need you to just thank him. Because I believe when we thank him, when we, we can constantly be in just this a Thanksgiving moment. Then peace comes over us. Love comes over us. Understanding comes over us. So if you believe that, if you're going through something like that, just right where you're at, man, let's just thank him. Let's just thank him for how good he is, for everything he's been doing and everything he's going to do. Because he's speaking that over you this morning. He's letting you know it's going to be all right. Nothing's too far gone. It'll all be restored if you trust him and you seek him with all your heart. Because he loves you. Come on. So, Father, touch him and bless him this morning. Let him feel your presence this morning. Saturate this house right now with your love. Let them feel a love. That's so powerful, Lord. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Father. You're so, so good. So, Father, have your way in this house. Have your way in everything we do today. Father, you will come first. Yes. Steer us, guide us, lead us in everything we do. We just love you. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on, can we give it up for Jesus this morning? Can we give him a little what we're going to do. I want everybody to be seated. Everybody be seated. So uh, it is Father's Day. Uh, So we do have some gifts for all the dads. So I want everybody seated. And if you're a father, if you're a dad, could you please stand up? Because we want to honor you real quick. If you're a dad, stand up. Come on. Come on. Let's give it up for all the fathers in the room. I was already standing up. Look
2: at all these kids.
1: Just look around. There's a lot of dads in this room, right? There's also, there's a lot of spiritual fathers in this room. And I know for some of you, you, you might not have a dad standing up right now. And that's okay. He's going to walk you through that. He's going to comfort you through that. Mm. But we got a moment this morning where we want to honor all the dads and we have a gift for them. From the kiddos here. We're gonna, do you got a song to sing first? We we have a video with a song first and then we'll hand out the gifts. Is that good? All right, Miss Dana. You want to say something? All right, here you
0: go. Good morning and happy Father's Day to everyone. And this is Miss Kizzy. And I want you to say happy. Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Say happy. Say happy Happy Father's Day. So we want you to know we love you. I know some of you dads don't like to take pictures, so we tried. We asked people to upload pictures, but we just have a small dedication to you. We want you to know that moms are not the only important ones. So we did do a video, and we want to show our thank yous to our fathers as well. So we love you, and happy Father's Day.
1: Father's Day. All right, Dad, stay standing, because this is how it's going to work. If you're standing up as a dad, they're going to come along, and they're going to hand you a gift. Once you get your gift, you can sit down. This doesn't confuse the kids. Then they know you got something, and they're not just walking around trying to figure it out. So once you get a gift, go ahead and, and sit down. Kids, go ahead. Let's go bless the dads. Everybody take a gift and go give it to somebody. It doesn't matter if it's your dad or not. They're all dads. We love them all. Can we get some music playing while we do this? Play the same video. That's a good video. We got some over here if they're standing up. If you got to jump up and down and wave your hands, go ahead. We got. We got one in the back. Alex, you standing up? Alex is standing up in the back. Did Jason get one out there? All right, I'm looking. All right, come on.
3: You know All
2: right,
1: and every day I get one. That's your last chance. Mike, do you get one? Mike's got one. All right, let's give it up for the kids one more time. Come on, they're awesome. We got kids running everywhere now. This is awesome. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray over the kids so that we can release them all to go back with Miss Dana so they, they can be taught up in the Word. <laughs> We're like, yes, come on. You guys ready? Come on, that's a good to see you. Everybody up here? Come on, everybody stretch your hands out. Come on, Hive. Uh, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for these children. We thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us with them. So, Father, right now, we ask you to touch them, guide them, lead them, give them wisdom, knowledge, and everything they do. Father, touch the teachers today. Father, touch Ms. Dana and her team. Lord, just anoint them today, Father, that, that everything they speak is all of you, Father. Let them just saturate these kids with your love today. We just love you, Lord. We thank you. And, Father, we just thank all the fathers in the room once again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Alright, so what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of just pray over the offering and then we're going to go into like a 10-minute break so you can go get a drink or do whatever you want to do. But uh, here's the thing, y'all just got mugs, right? Everybody just got a mug, right? It's a mug. Okay, and all the moms got a mug on Mother's Day, right? So start bringing your mugs to church and quit using the church cups. (laughs) We can save a ton of money if you just use your mug, put your name on it, and we're good. Like Ain't nobody going to take it from you. Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> so, Father, look, here we're going to receive offering this morning, so offering to be up here. We'll have stuff up on the screen. Uh, look, we just believe in cheerful giving, so this morning, uh, look, be a cheerful giver. And if you believe God puts it on your heart, man, come on, let's just be cheerful in that. Uh, I say it all the time. If you're not going to be cheerful, we don't want it. Okay, it's got to come out of a cheerful giving heart Um, All right, I guess we're receiving offering at the same time So I want to do something different and this was kind of put on my heart uh, last night Um, So we're going to receive offering for the church and you can do that up there Uh, This will not be online, but there's an other thing online If you want to give to that or you want to give something extra you can use a tithing envelope and you can write it on there Uh, We have a family uh, going to guatemala To do a mission trip down there. And what they're doing, they're putting in stoves and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And then they're actually giving medicine and doing work with uh, free medicine and stuff in Guatemala. And they're taking 20 some people down there to do the mission work. Uh, Amber is actually one of them going. Come on. Look at that girl. She can't keep her in the United States right now. She's going down there. Um, but I talked with the group going, and, and you know what? They, they don't have all their funds covered to go down there and support that. But if God lays it on your heart, this is not a twist in your arm. If God, I, I want to share it because anything helps. And if God puts that on your heart that you want to help them and taking care of it, I don't even know how much they need. He just said, Brother, pray for us because we got to have the money by Friday, and we're trying to get out of here, and they've got 20 some people. and. Like I said, they're, they're providing stoves and installing them and doing all kind of free medical stuff. And um, so and we love them. They've come here and worshiped with us before. The family has his brother, Peter Wilcox and his family. I uh, miss Amanda and all them. And, and they're just taking a group of people down to Guatemala. So uh, I just wanted to share that. I guess that was on my heart. And if you want to give to that right Guatemala on something, and we'll make sure they get all that and we'll bless them with it. Uh, and everything else is how we always do offering here. So let me just pray over that. And then we're going to take a 10 minute break so you can go read fill your mug. you might want to wash that one out though i mean unless you're well it's guys we really don't care just use that thing there ain't nothing in there that we have not drank before like that's stuff right there so Uh, (laughs) father we love you lord we thank you and father i thank you for the hearts in this house father i thank you that that we have a heart to give and to support the mission around the world lord so father we ask you to just bless this offering lord father we just ask you to bless the gift and the giver we love you lord and we surrender it all to you have your way in everything father including our finances so we love you lord in jesus mighty name and everybody said Amen. amen amen come on we'll be right back I gave you 11 minutes. I was generous this morning. I was a good, good father. (laughs) I'm blessing you this morning. Come on. So good, so good. Come on in, come on in. What's up, Aaron? You want to use your new mug? I called you out just like that. (laughs) This is fun. Look, I'll tell you, there's one thing I never wanted was a mic, but now that I got one. (laughs) This is fun stuff. How's everybody doing? That was weak. I'm glad you guys are doing good. How's everybody doing? There we go. So much better. So much better. Good to see everybody. Oh, man, we're excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. Do me a favor. If you are new, we should have already, like, probably tackled you in the foyer and told you to get a connect card or fill that out. Do me a favor, fill that thing out. Let us know you were here. There'll be one on the screen. Look, we want to pray for you all. That's what we want to do. We want to reach out, get to know you a little bit. We can answer any questions about the church if you fill that out. If you don't, then I didn't know you were here, and I can't actually reach out to you or talk to you or write you a letter or anything, but if you fill that out, we can do all those things. So uh, please take some time and fill that out. We appreciate you. If you want a lot of information about the church, you can go ahead and download our app. It's right out there. Now, you can scan that little thing right there, download our app, put that on there, get the notifications uh, opened up on that. You'll find out everything we're doing as a church, everywhere we're going, uh, up-to-date information. I know that because Ryan does it. Yeah. Right, Ryan? It's all up-to-date. Pretty much. pretty much. It's pretty much up-to-date, Ryan says. If you, just, I'm just gonna, if you guys didn't know, a couple weeks ago, I came unleashed up here, and I ain't figured out how to bring that thing back yet. So I'm calling everybody out. Last last couple times I picked on Ken. I won't pick on you this time, Ken. (laughs) You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. But yeah, you can download the app, get all kinds of information. Uh, We'd love that. Our kingdom classes operate every week at 9 o'clock. Today it was hearing God through his word. Miss Rhonda was teaching that. Come on. This is good stuff, y'all. Next week we got uh, kingdom healing with Sonny. And Holly Bandy is not teaching that. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who to look at there. If I look this way, I get in trouble. I'm gonna look that way. We got to fix that slide. But Holly, wherever you're at, where are you at, Holly? Yeah, you're not teaching that. You're good. So (laughs) Holly's like, I will teach it. I don't care. You got it, girl. Come on. That's what I love. She's on the cameras going, I'll teach it. This is good stuff, y'all. I love it. I love it. I love it. But come on. There's good stuff up there. Please take some time. Come on out at nine o'clock and do that. Uh, I'm excited this week. We have something cool coming up again. It's, it's our time to do our food drop, and it's going to be on Thursday, the 22nd. Our food drop, y'all. Look, this is a, If you didn't know, last night we were down in the park, and we were. I called it an airstrike praise in the park. It was awesome, and now we get to. I told you that we were going to follow that up. With boots on the ground. It just happened to be that this week is our food drop. So we've got tractor trailers coming in. We help feed everybody in Millbrook through the Welcome Center. So we show up down there. We get there about seven. So we can pray over every car. There's about 200 cars down there. We get to talk to every person, pray over them. Uh, but you can get there 7.30, 8 o'clock. We have to actually, you know, we help hand out food. So we literally have to Get food off a big tractor trailer. They get set up in a line. We've got to put those in bags, and then as cars drive through, we just fill them up with food. It's a great process, but if you've never been part of that and you're off or you want your teens to be part of that, if you want anything like that, get them out there in the morning and come, come do this with us. It'll be a good time uh, to serve the community, and once again, boots on ground now. Air, air attack last night, we kind of took out the communications, and now we're coming in boots on the ground, right? We're going to come on in, and we're going to hit them in a different way. We're going to lay hands on them. And pray for them. It's actually laying hands on them and praying for them. That's what we do. So it's going to be really good, guys. I'm excited. We'll see you there this Thursday. Uh, and then this week after that, so on the 23rd, uh, 24th, and 25th, this coming weekend, we have our Company of Believers. Uh, there should be another slide in there, that one right there, Company of Believers, um, if you don't know, that's Brother Bo, and we've got a, he's got a large... we got people coming in from all over the place. We've got people coming in from Canada and all over. Uh, we're a group of churches that we do live together. Uh, this is the Company of Believers, and we're having a massive gathering over there at their church. It's going to be Friday evening at 6.30, worship, a word, all kinds of stuff. Saturday morning, there's going to be a session at 10. Then there's going to be a lunch. This is a Q&A lunch with some of the leaders that are going to be there. If you scan that code, if that'll work, scan that code if you want to attend because they're trying to get all the food worked out, right? So if you want to go, they need to know who's coming. So if you want to attend that, go ahead and scan that code and register. You, re- you put your name in and how many guests that are coming with you. But uh, if you want to show up on that, that's going to be at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Then there's going to be an evening session and then Sunday at 10 a.m. So here's what's going on next Sunday. Now that I got this, if you guys know uh, Chris and Nikki Mathis from Canada, Chris was here before, spoke before, everybody knows that, right, Nikki and them, you know, the Summit Sounds and all that good stuff, they are coming back, so we're going to host them on Sunday right here again, so he has a word for our family, and that's pretty awesome, so I'm excited over that, we get to host them on Sunday, so we'll have Chris and Nikki here uh, pouring into the family again, and I'm actually here this time, I think last time I was gone, so I was like, man, we, I've got a buddy coming into the house. I can't even be here to see him. So, um, but now I get to, to be here for that. So that whole week, guys, it'll be a busy weekend. If you want to be part of that, the only thing that's going to come out of it is good. There's nothing bad with going, doing what we're doing. It's all great word, great worship, all that stuff, and you're all invited. So all the information was up there. It'll be online. You can get it. It'll be on our website. You can get it. It'll be everywhere you need it. And if you can't find it, then call the church office, and Miss Rhonda will give you all the information. Everybody good with that? Uh, we're talking about a Company of Believers. So I want to, if you guys don't remember, when Brother Bo came in and spoke, he, we received money. We actually received an offering for the, the church in Mexico. If you weren't here, uh, they needed a roof, and that was one of the churches of his down in Mexico. Well, we gave them enough money to get a, get a roof, teamed up with other churches also, so they were blessed to do whatever they want. And we actually have a video he sent me, should be back there. Uh, this is them. They went down there this week to Mexico. And so they videoed it on scene. And so let's just play that video real quick, and you can see what, what you guys did by giving. Hello, everybody. We have... and we're church. Uh, we're, our and
2: so we're here. we We're here today. we We're here today. They
0: just announced their name. She's here to talk to you for a few minutes. They're super excited. My name is Griselda. Mm-hmm.
3: Soy de la Iglesia and I'm a pastor of the church in Philadelphia.
2: En, in, uh, in... Sierra de in the mountains of Canada. And
0: we're here aquí comenzamos la obra hace nueve años y comenzamos a construir hace cuatro años comenzamos en este lugar con una tela como techo y y pusimos en obra a cada mano. Desde más pequeños al más grande, to to todos trabajábamos para construir build, la iglesia, church, la casa del Señor. Eh, el día de hoy Today, tenemos la bendición y contar con el hermano Mos y la hermana Raquel to a, uh, y ser parte de la noticia news, y que vamos a poner el techo. That we're Comenzaremos el 2 de julio we're the of July, y, y comenzaremos a trabajar con ánimo we're, we're a much, uh, Zia, y le agradecemos al Señor support, todo su esfuerzo strength, el amor love, y la semilla seed, en cada ofrenda para nuestra iglesia. Gracias, hermanos. Oh, <laughs>
1: Come on, guys, that's really good. Look. We get to do that. Isn't that cool? We get to be part of that. We get we get if you didn't remember, if you weren't here when we talked about that and he talked about that, that was that lady is the pastor of the church because no men would step up. No men would step up, and she says, I got it. And for nine years they've been building a church. And we get to be part of that. We didn't, we didn't actually go to that church when we went to Mexico uh, either time I went down there. But I know that's part of it. It was a little further out. But I know he's trying to work that in. That every time we go down there, there's a visit that's got to happen there. But they have relationship. And when you give to the company of believers, that's what we're doing, man. We're changing lives all over the world, not just here. Trust me, it needs to happen here. I know it needs to happen here. But, man, we get to go do other things, man. We get to go all over the place. And then we're linked in with other churches and going to Guatemala. We'll be going back to Africa. I mean, we got, look, guys, we're, we're ch- like, things are changing. People are changing. We're affecting lives with, with just whatever we can do in this tiny little space. I mean, come on, think about what could happen if we can get everybody on board. If everybody could shine. If everybody could get out there and, and, and be the Jesus they need to be to everybody else. This is, man, we could change the world. So, Thank you for that. Thank you for giving. Thank you for supporting. Um, there are ways to support company of believers uh, on your own whenever you want, and, and you can give monthly to them or however often you want, And um, but but please, uh, we're part of something a lot bigger than you see, and that's good. God is moving in a mighty way. His kingdom is bigger than anybody can wrap their arms around, and we are right dab in the middle of it, and we're doing amazing things all over the world, so thank you for that. All right. Whew. I think that's it. I just want to pray and then see what God wants to say. So, Father, we love you, and I thank you, Lord. And, uh, man, I'm so thankful. We love you. Father, let today be all of you, none of me, Lord. Just touch my heart. Touch my lips in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Oh, man, this is good. Ah. ah, Well, I want to start off first, first off. I, I got a buddy here. I say a buddy. This is Andy. Andy surprised me today. I haven't seen Andy in over 15 years. Uh, come on. Uh, we, we were in the military together. He was my boss. So if you want to know anything about how I was in the military... I filled you in on how good I was in the military. Uh, Andy's the one you might want to sit down with and talk. He'll probably fill you in on some of the good sides of me, <laughs> or not. But I appreciate it. He surprised me this morning from South Carolina. Man came in and uh, man just walked in and and I knew him. Isn't that funny? When you turn around and you see somebody and you're like, "That's Andy." I was like, "He's my boss," but you know I look older than him. See how this works? I'm Sixty. <laughs> But that's good. That is good stuff, y'all. So glad to have you. Uh, glad to have you here. And last week uh, was a powerful, powerful week. We had lots of things going on. And I thank everybody in this church for all the prayers and everything and for stepping up. Uh, um, I, I'll never embarrass somebody, but I have a very dear person with me here today. And her name's Ava, and she is part of our family, and she'll be part of this family for a very long time. You'll get to meet her. Love on her. I'm sure she already feels it. Uh, I thank everybody for all the prayers and all the love and everything we could do. I was so proud. You know, I was up there. We were watching online last week, and everybody, I mean, it's kind of neat. You know, you ask God to show you if you're equipping people, if you're training people to do stuff. Here's how he does that. He takes the uh, associate pastor and and takes him out of the scene to take vacation, and then he has... Uh, life happens and emergencies happen and he takes the pastor out of the scene and then what you do is you turn to the elders and the elders have to step up and say hey we got this and then everybody else steps up and they all run with it so we had different people doing announcements and different people doing uh, transitions and all that stuff and it was so cool for me because four years ago that was my dream is to create a family that can operate a church and run a church and develop a church and, and work this thing out together where it's not on one person that you, that you don't fall apart when one person is not in the mix. And man, I was proud Papa. I really was. I was watching in tears. i was like, these guys are so good. The baptism. Come on, man. Like everything, uh, communion. I mean, everything was just just amazing. So we were blessed by everybody in here uh, just being part of that and stepping up. It's so amazing. And uh, we're just, I'm so thankful. We love you guys. I hate being away. I hate being away. So thank you, everybody who was involved in all that stuff to make everything go while we went up and did what we had to do. Um, and I'm just thankful for that. Uh, but we are in a, in a series called Shine, right? Shine, this was a series that we just started a couple weeks ago. guy interrupted but a, a good interruption but we're in this and this whole series was about letting his love flow through us and us taking this out to the community not just coming into a church and celebrating life and being wonderful in here and being great people in here and loving on everybody in here it's all about getting outside of these walls and changing the world changing the community and we believe that's why he told us to go out there and do praise in the park you know he did that I don't know how many months ago, and we were praying about it, and he said, you're going to go down and praise in the park. And I had visions and everything, and now we're down there doing that once a month, and we're changing lives. It, we are supposed to go out and do that. That's what we're called to do. So, so I kind of preached on that uh, the first time. It was a little rough, but it was one of those moments to kind of get in and say, guys, it's time to step up and, and do. You don't need any more equipping to go love somebody. I don't understand that. If you just can't go out and love people like Jesus loves people, then how do I teach you that? Be saturated with his love. Be so filled up with who he is that you just go out there and it just flows out of you. And we love on people. And it changes an atmosphere anywhere you go. That's what we talked about. That's what we're in this series on. And I think it was a great display of that this past weekend. So thank you for the the praise in the park, the worship team that come out there. If you guys don't know, they were out there setting up, doing stuff, practicing. And man, they're sweating. I got people worried about them coming up. And I'm like, Jesus got them. (laughs) <laughs> they're sweating I'm like they're like we think they're going to pass out I'm like they're going to be okay like we got this because every time I went up they're like we're good I'm like I tried to get in and just stop them so I could talk a little bit and give them some water and you just couldn't stop them because they love what they do we love the fact that we get to do this we get to go out and worship him we get to go out and be part of his kingdom and do what he wants us to do um so it was so awesome yesterday everybody that helped cook and set up and ter- we had an army that showed up and took everything down to the park and set everything up and cooked all the food and did everything and, and helped set up. Now, you know, uh, hats off to Ryan. He sat here by himself for, for a day trying to get all the stuff set up here. Uh, but then once we figured that out and I put that message out there, the family showed up. And that's what this is all about, guys, The family coming together, uh, doing amazing things. So we have to be the light in the dark. That's what we're called to do. We're supposed to manifest him on the earth, right? Is everybody? I'm just trying to catch people up because I wasn't here last week. Didn't the elders do a good job last week, though? Come on. I realized just how unneeded I am. <laughs> Scott, talk to me. No. <laughs> it's so good, man. You know, there's, there's just a moment, man. You see everybody just operating, doing what they're supposed to do. It's, it's powerful. So, uh, man. It's so good. So good. But here's the thing. So yesterday was good. Everything was good. I think yesterday was a moment for us, when it comes to shining, when it comes to glowing, I can go into all kinds of stories in the Bible, but yesterday was what I call a spark. Yes, yesterday, we, we, it was like flint coming together. There was a spark that happened. Now. I just felt something different down there. I felt something engaged. I felt something dig down in the dirt, like we just made home. We just planted our feet. We just said, we're not going anywhere. When that spark gets out there, what happens when a spark gets going? You, you get it. You get an ember, you get a spark, that thing gets caught in the wind. Come on, Holy Ghost, catch that and start flowing that out there. What happens is the whole forest burns down. The whole place lights up. And it only takes a spark. It only takes a moment. It only takes an opportunity. It could be the one person you run into at Walmart. It could be the one person at work. It's a spark. And I believe we did that yesterday. If you want to know what a spark can do, look at what's going on in Canada. Right? 11.6 million acres. Burned up by a spark. That's two, two, uh, I guess, that's equivalent to two states of New Jersey side by side. That's how much is burned down based on the spark. So what can we do on the opposite side of that for the kingdom? Come on, if we get a spark going, if we get something moving, if we start changing, it'll catch a blaze and you can't stop it. All you can do is stand by and be part of it or watch it go right through you. Right? So that's our goal, guys. We're going to keep this up. We're going to keep being a spark. We're going to keep doing what we're called to do. Oh, I'm telling you, and, it, and it's just, and it all starts with us. It starts with us. I, I brought this up before, but I'll bring it again because it starts with us being selfless. Not selfish. And that was kind of the painful part, I think, of the other day when I said, it's not about you. It is no longer about what you want to do. It's no longer about what, what drives you in the right direction, what you deserve and what you earned and what, what you think. is all, That has nothing to do with his kingdom. We completely submit to him, right? And Here's the thing. When you submit to him and you start doing what he wants you to do, he'll take care of all the rest. Like you have no need. Everything else is filled up. But if you put yourself first, then he can't use you. Because I'm telling you, he'll put crazy things in your mind to go do things that nobody else would do but you and he's just waiting on the yes he just needs you to say yes and walk in obedience to what he wants you to do and you just have to listen to that and actually walk it out trust me i came back from mexico and told you guys i sat there with Bo in mexico we were worshiping in the morning praying in the morning and and i was so excited i don't know if you remember this story but i was so excited because i was like i was like lord I've done everything you asked me to do. I wasn't going to go to any more countries. I'm not traveling anymore. Uh, but I went to every place you told me to go. And Lord, we're, we're, the church is going good. I'm saying yes. And I said, man, what's next? I was so excited. And he said, you didn't do everything I told you to do. And he just hit me right in the gut. And I sat there for a moment. And then I had to start explaining to everybody in the room what it was. Because he told me at that moment when I was in Mexico, he said, go get your daughter. And I was like, whoo he goes, I told you that. And I was like, okay. So you know, you know what it's like when you go do something and then you come back and you're like, all of a sudden you just start seeing stuff that God told you to do that you've already put in place and they start lining up. Like I'm getting her and then we're doing praise in the park and all this stuff is moving. And I'm like, all right, Lord. So I did it again last night. <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> like what's next? And he said, just hang on. Because you've done you've done what I asked you to do, and when you're faithful with the little man, I'm gonna give you a bunch. He goes, "Keep being faithful with the little. Keep saying yes to what I'm asking you to do, because we got to pioneer some things, y'all. And it's not gonna look good. It's not look. I I was praying last night. I was like, Lord, if you just bring ten people to the park. Well, we had a whole lot more than ten people at the park. Because I said it, it was strategic. There was it, that was not how big of a thing can we do. It was strategic. It was Lord. We we we're going to do an airstrike, and we're going to worship in this place and praise in this place, and and it's going to make a difference. And we're just going to saturate that place, and it worked. And and that's what I love about it. And the next time we go down there, July fifteenth, the next one, put it on your calendar because I want I want more of us down there. We're making an impact. You got to get out, like everybody. The day before we were up here practicing, it was downpouring. Like we got everything cleaned up. Everybody, we finally as soon as we got stuff packed up, it just boom and dropped. And I was driving home the whole time going, Lord, you would not tell me to do this. And then not get rid of rain. Like, come on. Like, it's rain. I said, so we woke up in the morning, man, there wasn't a drop. I was like, thank you, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. It's, you just got to walk in obedience. If I, if I was walking in myself, I would have canceled it on Tuesday. You know why? Because that's what the city says. Hey, man, if you want to cancel it, cancel it by Tuesday. We'll get you your money back or you can reschedule And I was like, I don't care about the money. I said, we're going to walk this thing all the way out to the last minute. I was like, that's what we're going to do. And if we don't do it, we don't do it. But it was obviously his plan. So I'm thankful for that. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for that. So it is, uh, here's the thing. It is an opportunity today. I do want to talk about dads for a second. It is Father's Day. That's kind of important um, that I think we we, we talk about dads. and, And I talked about moms on Mother's Day. So, you know. That's why the dads didn't show up. They're like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know, we went down to the city. We did a lot of things in the city. We did a lot of things in the community. But what dads need to understand is that it starts in your home. And you are the spiritual leader of your home. And if you're a single mom, then guess what? You're the spiritual leader of your home. It doesn't mean that you're any less significant than... Than the dad. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that dads, you have been charged as spiritual leaders of your home. That means you're the one that's supposed to lead this thing. We can't go out and, and try to change an entire community if we can't do this in our home. Right? If we can't share the word in our home. If we can't love in our home. If we can't represent him in our home. If when we walk in our house, our kids don't go, man, that looks like Jesus. And you're like, well, how do you do that when you're supposed to be the, you know, in discipline and everything? The same way he does. You love them through it, guys. You, you, you guide them through it. You teach them through it. You move them through it. You coach them through it. You love them through it. So it starts in our home. And this is why I think this is the biggest problem in the, in the world. Let's just use the world. I just, it's easy to say the world. It's the biggest problem is the fact that people don't understand a father's love because they never received a father's love. So you, you tell them that, that, that Jesus loves them that much... They don't understand that because dads haven't done their job and loved their kids that much. That's a problem. And we can fix it. We can change generations. It starts with us. It's easy. Look, first, first in the generation. Like I'm the first generation doing this. So I understand this. And this is nothing against my folks or my family. None of that. I'm just saying I put my foot in the ground and says we've got to change the way we think, change the way we do things, right? And we've got to be the light. And it starts in our house, We've got to represent him, love like him, teach like him, have patience like him. Right? If he's the model, what's that supposed to look like, dads? And if you're like, well, I'm good up to this. I mean, do you really? Here, this is This got me. Do you really want your kids doing everything you do? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times we just go, well, man, as long as you're not like me. Right? Do as I say, not as I do. I heard that growing up. What if it was changed and you just said do exactly what I do because this is the right thing to do. It's the godly thing to do. Man, if we could just get that. Ah. So so dads we're supposed to be spiritual servant leaders in our home. So this will sound different because some of you haven't tied this to you know there's a lot of stuff out there about about husbands and wives submit to your husband, all these things where it makes the the dad seem like this big powerful and the husband like this big powerful thing. And what I'm telling you is this, we're supposed to be servant leaders. Matthew 20, 25 through 28. I'm gonna hit this real quick because I got a whole bunch to cover. I've been quiet for a week. So Matthew 20, 25 through 28 says, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. For even the Son of Man came to be served, but not or to not to came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What if you actually applied that to your life in your home? Husbands, dads. What if we actually serve the way we're supposed to serve? What if we honored the way we're supposed to honor? What if we love the way we're supposed to love? Man, it could change a lot of things. We got a photographer up here now. It's pretty awesome. This girl is gifted if you didn't know this. Like, I'll stop right in the middle to tell you that. Come on. So, yeah, we've got to be a servant leader. We need to imitate Christ and all that stuff. Think about this. We need to provide, obviously we provide physical support, spiritual support, and protection, and guidance. But when it all comes down to it, our job is to love. When it all comes down to it, our job is to love our family the way Jesus loves us. Right? So, so that's that servant leadership that we need to do. What's that mean? Yeah, it means that you, man, you think of everybody else. It's the selflessness. It's not about you, dads. That's hard. I'm a dad, I know. I want someone to bring me a coffee in the morning. <laughs> but it's okay if I go get a coffee for somebody else. You know? It's, it's okay if we serve one another. It's okay if we take care of people in our family too. So, there's a lot of dads that do all kinds of stuff outside the family. I've experienced this, y'all. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. I would serve anybody but my own family. Come on. I'm just being real. But man, when you get so filled up with him, you can't help but just love people and serve people. I'm telling you. Mm. So how are we doing with that, dads? <laughs> you guys need a chance to meditate on that? <laughs> get back with me? Pray about that one? How about you husbands? Let's just throw the husband in that. Because if you're not a dad, you ain't getting away with this one. You're a spiritual dad to somebody. You're, you're doing something with somebody. How are you doing in that? How are you doing in that? Well, if you didn't read your mug, there's a scripture on your mug, Proverbs 27, that says, the righteous man walks in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. That's what your mug says. So think about that every day when you're drinking coffee or drinking whatever it is, is that the righteous man walks in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. You know what? If you're walking in integrity, if you're walking in the right character, if you're, you're doing this right, your children are blessed. You know why? Because they're following you. They can only imitate you. And if you're imitating the Father and they're imitating you, oh my gosh, we just fixed a lot of problems in the world. Right? So it starts with you, dads. So it all starts with you. Doesn't end with you, but it starts with you. So I'm going to move on. I want to talk about a dad that did this. So let's open your Bibles to Acts 10. I got a whole bunch to read out of you guys just want to read the Bible today? Are we good with that? I love it when I just read the Bible and you guys figure out what it says. (laughs) You guys thought this was a hard job. (laughs) (laughs) It'll speak for itself, y'all. Come on. I'm gonna talk about Cornelius and Peter. And this is a really good conversation in the Bible. This is a really good story in the Bible. This, this, this will tell you uh, the power of a father in a home. Because if you don't know about that, before I read it, I'll kind of give you a little backstory of who they are. So Cornelius is a man who fears the Lord, right? He's, he's a Roman soldier. That's who he is. But he fears the Lord, right? So, so he, he knows everything about that. He's seeking God with all of his heart. But that's different because he's a Roman soldier. So he's different. I already told you I love to be different. I want to be different. I don't want to look like everybody else. I don't want to talk like everybody else. I want to be different. It's okay to be different. He was different. Okay, and he was the father. He obeyed the Lord. Because he obeyed the Lord, not only was his family blessed, but all the Gentiles were blessed. This is where you're going to see it. This, this gets bigger than just him and his family. Bigger than him and his family. In fact, at this time in the Bible, Jews were really the only one that were being filled with the Holy Ghost. They're the only ones that you hear, because they were the selected group. This is the selected group. The Jewish people, those were it. Those were the chosen people. Uh, The Gentiles were nobody. They didn't want to talk with them. They didn't want to eat with them. They didn't want to do anything with them. And that's how this was working. So so they, they assumed they were the only ones. And then you run into Peter... Right? And I'm just giving you a little background before I read this. Peter was no different. OK? Peter was a Jew, and he treated people that way. That was his mentality. Read it. I mean, he, he did like he was having a hard time with this. The Lord, you want me to go talk to who? The people that crucified Jesus? and they could be filled up and saved, and, and they can have all that? Yep. He wasn't agreeing with that, but that was Peter because he had to get. Uh, change the way he thinks, right? He had also had to obey the Lord. He also had to do that. And Peter was a big deal back then. I'm not talking about somebody like, Peter was a big deal. By this time, everybody knew about him. He's going to play, people are getting healed, right? He, his shadow is healing people. He's walking around, people are getting healed. He's walking into places, blind or seeing, I, I mean... Peter's a really big deal when it comes to this movement. When, when they say back then they're, were, they were, you know, the term Christianity, but it was a big movement in that, right? But he was Jewish, and they didn't mix with the Gentiles. So this is pretty cool. That's why I like the whole story on this. So they both had to die to themselves, right, and walk in obedience. That's why it's a good story. So we're going to pick it up in uh, Acts 10, 1 through 7. I'm going to read all of it, so I'll just stop every once in a while. All right, Acts 10, 1-3. In Caesarea there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. That's what we know of him. Everyone in his household was that way, because he led them that way. So he was a man of the house, spiritual leader of the house and his whole household was that way and then they did great things they said look they even gave to the poor and prayed regularly to god all these wonderful things that's coming out of this man's house and then one afternoon about three o'clock he had a vision in which he saw an angel of god coming towards him cornelius the angel said cornelius stared at him in terror what is it sir he asked the angel And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner who lives near the seashore. So God chose him because he could trust him with the little things. Come on, y'all. He's shining in a place that nobody was shining. You understand that? He's glowing in a place where nobody's glowing. He's living in a way that they're not used to seeing. And because of that, God blesses him. He says, I can trust you with a little. Now watch what I give you. He goes, I'm fixing to change it. And it's going to come through you. He wants to use them in a bigger way. So as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his... Where did I go? Sorry, it's an iPad. (laughs) There it is. So as soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. And he told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. He operated out of obedience, right? This is what he did. So he didn't hesitate. He didn't go to all his buddies and go, man, I think I heard the Lord. He sent an angel. I mean, he sends an angel in front of you to speak to you, and he doesn't hesitate. He goes, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to do it. He immediately says, move. Man, we got to get used to that. (laughs) God tells you to go, you go. Go. When God tells you to, look, let's make it simple. God tells you to pray for somebody, pray for somebody. God tells you to bless somebody, bless somebody. God tells you to hug somebody, hug somebody. I mean, th- this is how it works. You got to start recognizing his voice inside of you. You only do that when you spend time with him. You only do that when you, when, when you actually get to understand his voice and hear it in your, in your private secret place. Get down, just man, seek him with all your heart. He'll start speaking to you and you'll start picking it out. The whole time he's doing it, we're just not doing it. He's like, I've been speaking to you. It's about time you heard me. That's what he's saying. Problem is, it sounds a lot like us. Right? That's the problem. It sounds just like you. Something funny over there? You good, man? I will call you out. <laughs> I love our teams. All right. Verse 9. It says, The next day as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up to the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was then was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. How many times is Peter going to do this? Like, there's only a couple that we see. You know, come on, man. No, Lord. You can't do that, Jesus. They won't take you. Get behind me, Satan. And here he is hearing it again. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. I don't know if you, anybody ever hear say no, Lord? hmm Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I see you back there. Don't raise your hand again. <laughs> no, Lord. That comes out of our mouth a whole lot more than yes, Lord. All right? We got to change our language, change our terminology. But he says, no, Lord. He's pretty stubborn, right? But he was set in his ways. He was set in his ways. And he says, I refuse to do that. Come on, that's unclean. So he's caught up in what? Religion, Laws. See, this is it. This is where it all, let's go all the way back to religion versus relationship. He said, I can't do that. The law says this, and already God said, Come on. Like I told you, you could. But the voice spoke again Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Took him three times to look at that. <laughs> then he said, if you don't get it after three times, you're out. I, I can go deep into the, I ain't even go there. Hmm. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house, standing outside the gate they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So finally, Peter obeys, right? He says, so Peter went down and said, I am the man you are looking for. Why have you come? So finally, he gets it. He doesn't understand what's going on, but why, why, why do you think God's showing him all these things that were, that were unclean, that are now clean? He's trying to tell him, look, man, the Gentiles aren't as bad as you think they are. You've got this all wrong because I'm fixing to send you someplace that you think is wrong by the law. By the law, you're going to say it's wrong. And if you listen to the law, the kingdom's not going to advance. But he says, man, I'm fixing to do something big, and you need to trust me in relationship with me. And let's walk this thing out. And I'm going to show you what I can do. Come on. Ah, So he was. He operated out of obedience. Man, it always goes back to obedience. Every time I see something big in the Bible, it's because God told somebody to do something, and they actually did it. And they look silly doing it. He looked silly going here. None of his Jewish friends, where are you going we don't go over there. Like we're better than them. We don't mix with those people. Man, you, you can't go to the prisons and go and go lay hands on people. That's wrong. We can't mix with people like that. That's wrong. Man, this is where it all started. And God already had the an answer for it. He says, You're gonna love everybody, and I'm gonna love everybody. You're all my sons and daughters, and we don't get divided up. We're one family, we're one kingdom. This is a one church. Man, if we could get this through our heads and realize that, that man, we could do this thing. Like, we. Ah, oh. But he couldn't even do it. Peter. Peter of all. I mean, come on. The rock. <laughs> not the rock for some of the younger guys. I'm talking about the rock. Yeah, the original rock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So let's see. Where were we? <laughs> so here we go. The pick up in 22. They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He's a devout and God-fearing man, well-respected by all the Jews. Well, hang on. How is this guy who's a Gentile well-respected by all the Jews? And Peter didn't know. Just think, you don't know it all. I don't care how good you think you are, how many people you heal, how close to God you think you are, you don't know it all. Peter didn't know it all. This guy's had to tell him, "No, this is who this is, and he is well respected. Come on, man. read the Bible, guys, this is good. Like <laughs> I just love reading the Bible. Let's just keep reading it. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. Isn't that great when you don't know you're supposed to have a message, but someone comes and tells you, "We're waiting to hear your message." <laughs> Always be ready. Always be prepared. God will lay people in front of you, and everything you already know is all they need to hear. All you gotta be willing is to give them the message. Give them the message. It's a simple message. How much does he love you? Man, it's easy to talk about how much he loves us. Mm. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea. The following day, Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. So there you go. He said, I'm going to get everybody I know, everybody I love. And we're going to do that first. So he said, I'm going to call. Why? Because he's a spiritual leader, not only of his family, but of his friends. Don't think you don't have an impact on the people you work with, you hang out with, you go to school with. You don't even know you're a spiritual leader in their life. You don't know it. You have no clue who you're impacting. Come on. We're supposed to look like him, talk like him, walk like him. I said it last night. I'll say it again. We might be the closest thing to Jesus somebody ever sees. How do you want them to see your Jesus, your King? So he got all his friends and relatives there because he was a leader. Let's pick it up in 25. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. And Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up. I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. You've got to understand there's a mutual thing here. Romans didn't like the Jews, Jews didn't like the Romans. Right, So we have this thing, and these two men come together and humbled themselves. They had to take every bit of pride they had of who they were, what they knew, how they operated, and lay all that stuff together. Pride will get in the way. They both had to humble themselves. Peter had to humble himself to go there, and Cornelius said, I'm going to do this in front of all my family, all my friends. I'm going to bow down and worship. Come on, man. This is humbling yourself. Sometimes we just got to take a step back and humble ourselves. We We ain't all that. (laughs) So Peter told him, you know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. So he humbled himself. I still think, you know, when I read it, I still get a little bit of jabs in there every once in a while. I think he's trying to say, like, you know who I am. (laughs) Like, I humble myself. to. If You got to tell somebody you're humbling yourself. You ain't humbling yourself. (laughs) It just don't make any sense. I'm trying to be humble right now. No, you ain't. I'm trying to forgive somebody. No, you ain't. You ain't trying to forgive anybody. You forgive them. <laughs> right? Trying to forgive is walking in unforgiveness. So, same thing. You ain't trying to humble yourself. Humble yourself. You ain't got to tell the world about it either. <sighs> Let's just pick it up and keep reading. It's too good. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. And he told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is standing, staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. <laughs> it was so good of you to come. Now speak. <laughs> That's pretty much what he's saying. Like, like God obviously wants you here. I still feel like, you know, I don't know, man. There's still got to be like, God told you to come, you better come. And now you're here, you better speak, but let's get this thing over with. <laughs> like, I still think there's kind of this, there's, there's not this friendship yet. Not, not a lot of trust yet. You got to trust people to invite somebody in your home, right? And there's got to be a trust there to receive from them. There's got to be a relationship built to actually understand that somebody has a heart for you. That's why we call this a family. That's why when you're in this place, we can come up and speak something to you and you don't get offended by it. Because we're family and we're here to correct and help and guide and lead and love on. And it's okay to hear something you probably don't like if it's right. And if it's not right, then guess what? Do what I do, use or lose. You're going to give me something, I can use it or lose it. If I got to lose it, I lose it. If I got to use it, I use it. (laughs) You get to make that choice. But it's all out of love. All right, so I just want to read the good news because I just like how he reads it. Can we just read that? I'm going to read through it. Verse 34 says, Then Peter replied, I see very, very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. That's the message. He said, let me repeat that. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea. Beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear. Not to the general public, but to us, (laughs) whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. He's just preaching now. Like, he says, you want to know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to pour it out. He couldn't even finish. <laughs> even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Come on. As he's speaking, he couldn't even finish it. So, was this, a, this was an act of obedience, that's what changed it it was someone saying yes it wasn't the words being spoken it was i have an appointed time and you're the one i chose because you're the one i believe can do it and all you have to do is show up and do what i asked you to do and it's going to happen but a lot of times we miss it because we don't move we say no we're too scared we're too fearful we're, we 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 don't understand enough we need to understand a little bit more we need to pray about it like trust me pray about some things There's other things when you know he says, move, move, right? It's okay to to ask for counsel on some things, but there's going to be some things that he speaks to you that can't wait. Like, if you don't say them in the moment, you're going to miss that opportunity. If you don't do it in the moment, you miss it. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Something shifted right there. Imagine that, when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. See, Cornelius had an understanding. He was fearful of God. But when the Holy Spirit filled him, and the Holy Spirit was already filled in Peter, there's a connection there. There's a bond there. There's a weaving there. There's a connection. And he says, I don't want you to go anywhere, brother. We are now brothers. Like, we're lined up together. And I can feel your heart. You can feel my heart. We can talk. And he goes, I don't want you to leave. And my whole family's saved because of you. I mean, come on, this guy's whole family, not even that. Man, these were the first Gentiles ever for this to happen to. That changed everything out of obedience. Changed everything out of obedience. Mm. I'll jump to Acts 11, 1 through 3. And I'll kind of break this up. But it says, soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of the Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. <laughs> Just think about that. He goes, I don't care what you think. There's a moment in time when you gotta say, I don't care. Right. That's right. I don't care what you think. it's all about advancing the kingdom advancing the gospel he says I no longer care what anybody thinks about me can I be bold enough to say I no longer care what anybody else thinks about what we do it is only him I don't care how weird it looks I don't care how awkward it is to go down to the park and worship I don't care care if we have service in the park I really don't care what he wants to do And we might look silly to everybody. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing us. Let us change what's happening. Let us change the way people think. Let us love the way we're supposed to love. Let unity come through this. Come on. But when they heard what Peter said, let's see, let's go back to Acts 11 now, 18. It says, when the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. See, in chapter 11, it goes through. and He just tells them all, this is what I've done. And you don't understand. I was there. I watched the Holy Spirit drop. I watched people surrender to God. I watched them be filled up. They're just like us. And after he said that, that was it. That's all they needed. God was going to use the right person at the right time to change history to change eternity to change it all do I think he could have done it through somebody else yep but man he didn't want to miss out on that I don't know what you want to miss out on because it's not about us we are here for such a short time man I just want to know that when I look him face to face that I hear good job well done my good and faithful. That's all I want. So whatever that looks like, that's what it's going to have to look like. And, I, and, and we got to get used to that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you just got to put yourself last and him first. And it doesn't mean you don't get, like I said, you don't, it's not that you don't get to do stuff you want to do and all that stuff. But man, when you put him first, he will make time for all that stuff. There'll be a time. So we can do this if we humble ourselves. We can do this if we trust in God, put his interests first, not ours. Hmm. The cool part is I look back at this whole thing. They had no clue what was going to happen. A Roman soldier gets a vision, sees an angel, gets orders. Good thing is, is I think you used somebody that understands orders. There's a lot of things I had to do in my military career because somebody told me to. One of them is probably sitting right there. <laughs> right? But here's the thing. He knew that I got a soldier. He understands authority. And he's going to do what I asked him to do. Right? Well, I don't want to be the one that misses out on that. I want to walk in that. I want to, I want to obey in that. I want, you know. And, and because of, they didn't know anything. They had no clue how this was going to turn out. I would love to look them in the face and be like, man, you see all this because of you? Because of your obedience, because of you saying yes and you surrendering and you being a good dad, Whew. man. Like I said, I ain't taking anything away from moms because they're just as strong and they're supposed to lead just as much. I'm telling you. I just know this that that in this one here, this was a strong dad, and he took his whole family. And they all got saved. And it didn't stop there. All his friends and all his relatives. And then it opened the door for all the Gentiles. Which is me. <laughs> so, so, that's us. Majority of us. I'm pretty sure there's, there, we're not all, but come on. We're Gentiles. Because of one person. Actually two people. Because Peter had to do the same thing. Yeah, I believe a lot of times God wants to move something and do something, but one person said yes, the other person said no. Man, I'm telling you, how many times did he tell you to do something, man? And you're just like, well, I did it nothing happened. All right, Lord, don't ever ask me again. He's like, hang on. turning a big wheel here. I got to get things to line up. Like that person said no, and now I got to go to the next person. Right? That's why you don't give up on things. That's why when he gives you visions and tells you things are going to happen, you walk in faith. And you stick to that. Keep doing your part. Don't worry about anybody else. Have faith that he's going to come true. He's going to follow through with what he said. Come on. His promises are yes and amen. You can't give up before he has his chance to do what he wants to do. Just remember this. You, you control you. So as long as you are controlling what you are supposed to do, stick that out. And you just stick it out until, it, until he shows up. Because he wouldn't have told you to do it if he didn't want you to do it. Right? Right? Just don't give up. Don't give up. Ah, They were just willing to shine, guys. That's all it was. They were willing to be a little spark. This guy thought it was going to be his family. And it was the family. (laughs) That's pretty big. That's pretty big. So I want to ask you, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from doing the same thing? What are the things in your head that are stopping you from going to certain people or talking to certain people or doing what God told you to do? Do you need is it pride that gets in the way? Or are you not willing to humble yourself? What is it? What is it inside of you that's stopping you from walking forward? Is it fear? Anxiety? What is it that stops you from being who God wants you to be? And walk in the path that He wants you to walk, that He told you to walk. Because you gotta surrender that to Him. Don't walk out of here today with that. Walk out of here fully surrendered. Just wanting to be a spark, just wanting to 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 kick something off. Just wanting to shine for one bit with somebody you walk into. And somebody you you you, you, you meet at the store and somebody at work. So what do you need to do? What do you need to let go of? Dads, what do you need to do? It's never too late, you know that? It's never too late. When you set your heart right, he'll give you chances to fix everything that was ever broken. But you can't give up. Man, you got to set your heart, set your eyes, set your focus on him, trust in everything he told you to do. Man, he can move mountains. He can fix anything that's been broken. He can restore relationships. Man, lives can change if you just say yes when we can put ourselves aside take everything we want to do take all our personal desires and put them put them aside and just say Lord what do you want and trust in Him. so what is it what is it for y'all think about that you gotta have to let go of some stuff and then pick up some stuff you're gonna have to do that amen I want to pray for y'all. We're going to have our prayer partners at either crosses on either side. And I don't want you to leave here today carrying any of that. Man, it's time to release that stuff. It's time to give it to Him. It's time to say, Lord, I don't want to carry this anymore. Will you get that bit of offense out of me? That bit of offense that is so stopping me from talking to this person. Can, can, you, can you shift that, Lord? Can you take He'll take it. He'll take it. Lord, the anger I have with this person, the hurt I carry, can you take it? Just take it, Lord. And he will. He says, if you give it to me, I'll take it. A lot of times, we just—we it's attached to something. It's called a string, and we pull it right back to ourselves. And he says, just give it to me. Cut the string, give it to me. Don't take it back. Man. So what is it? What is it you gave up on that you've been praying about for years and you thought it was just too late and nothing could ever happen with it anymore? Man, start praying about it again. Give it back to him. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Maybe you're waiting on somebody else. (laughs) Maybe he's waiting on somebody else. Don't be the reason why it doesn't happen. on something that he wants you to say yes to. So, Father, you see the hearts in this room. Come on, Father, read their mail. Poke them a little bit this morning, Lord. Father, soften everything that's going on. Father, ask you to touch them. Breathe on them right now. Saturate them with your love. Let them understand that, Father, you are still there and you still... Your yes is still a yes. And you can still do it and it's never too late. So, Father, I ask you to to fix relationships and restore things. Bring them back even better than they ever were. Come on, Father. Just give us the courage to go shine. Give us the courage to look like you. Talk like you. Walk like you. Love like you. Father, we thank you that you chose us. We thank you that we get to be part of this. We thank you that we can be a spark in what you're trying to do in not only a city, but a region and a state and a country and a world. So, Father, thank you. And we say yes, Lord. We say yes. So, Father, we surrender to you today. Have your way in our lives and our families. Man, we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory this morning. Jesus mighty name amen Um, you know I just think there's if you're sitting here and you're like yeah I would love to do that but man I just I, I don't have that relationship I don't understand what you're talking about I've read the Bible I've heard of Jesus I know about what's right and what's wrong based on what people told me. But man, I don't have this relationship with him and I want it. Like, like I want to know what it feels like to just sit with him and talk with him and have him guide me. Well, I can't pray that for you. There's nothing I can do for you in that. Only you can do that. And you can sit right there where you're at and you can just ask him to, to come fill you up. You can surrender your heart to him right where you're at. I want to give you a moment to think about that. Right where you're at, you can say a a prayer to yourself and, and just ask Him to come in your heart and fill you up. We call that being born again when He shows up and it means everything from your old life is gone and now you're made completely new in Him. So Father, if you see somebody out there, you see their hearts. So Father, touch them, prick them, love on them right now. Give them courage that if that's a prayer they're saying to themselves Lord that they have an opportunity to go speak with one of our prayer partners on the side Lord uh, and just let them know hey, I made a decision today to follow Jesus I made a decision today to welcome him into my heart to guide me and lead me you gotta be bold enough to go tell somebody that so we can help you and walk you through this give you information so Father you see those hearts and touch them right now Father, we know how much you love them, how much you love everybody in this room. So, Lord, just do what only you can do. We just love you, Lord. We thank you for this. We thank you that we get to celebrate you today on Father's Day. And Father, we thank you for all the fathers in this house. We just love you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, amen. Come on, stand to your feet. We love you, guys. I thank you for being out here. Please. Do not leave if you need prayer. Don't, don't walk out of here carrying the same stuff you came in with. But guys, don't forget, we do have a Thursday thing this week, food drop. Let's go pray for people, feed people. Let's help out the community. Other than that, God bless. I look forward to seeing everybody next week. Look, we got guests in the house next week. So bring whoever you want to bring, man. Let's fill this place out. We're going to have some phenomenal speakers and worship in the house. So we love you guys. God bless. We'll see you next week.